Hi, welcome to the podcast. Hi, welcome. My name is Tamanna. And I'm Paula. And you're listening to Reader Undefined. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. We finally did it. Well, uh, Tamana, start us off. What on earth are we doing here? Well, this podcast is a fun way for us to discuss all the thoughts and ideas we have about the books you read, because it turns out we have a lot of opinions about literature, which is to be expected, considering that we're both English majors, and we wanted to share these opinions with each other and with other people in an inclusive manner, which means that we want to we want to encourage people who don't read very often to just find a book and read something that interests them. Yeah, and a podcast also makes sense because we do love to talk and as you you get ideas when you you actually talk. And English classes though we do love the heck out of them. Well, we don't <laughs> really do a lot of talking in class. We do a lot of reading though, but not a lot of talking, which I think should really be the case since well, it, it is it is a class. <laughs> For sure. So today we'll be starting off with an intro episode where you, the listeners, can just get to know a little bit more about the two of us because, well, we will be talking in your ear for some time. So to start off with, Paula, what's your earliest memory of reading? Oh, um, my earliest memory of me reading um, was actually reading a book written in English, considering that it's not my first language. Now, I still remember vividly, it's my mom and I sitting by a large window at my grandma's house, and she taught and helped me to read. And uh, the book's title, I remember it was it's a blue cover, it, its title was um, Fun with Dick and Jane, and it's pretty much about two kids running around picking berries. And it was actually the first thick, quote-unquote thick, I think it was just 100 pages that I read cover to cover in just one sitting. <laughs> What's yours? So I actually don't have a memory of the first time I read or like when I was learning to read. But when I think of that question, I just have a bunch of really scattered memories. And um like one I have is my mom trying to get me to read Harry Potter when I was seven, but because I was seven, I couldn't really get into it. <laughs> and I read two pages, which I remember marking with a go fish card decorated with books, sorry, ducks. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I also remember my dad buying me a box set of seven of Enid Blyden's famous five books. Mm -hmm. And I would just read those again and again until the spines wore. And um, one time when um, my uncle let me borrow his childhood abridged copy of Gulliver's Travels, and I read it and I tried to return it to him. And he was like, no, you know, you can just keep it. It's yours now. Oh, do you keep those books? Like the ones you had from when you were a kid? Like that book that I mentioned, the one with the fun with Dick and Jane, I think it got torn within the next few months because it's just lying around but yeah do you have those books um yeah so I mean I have a, I have a couple of them so I still have my mom's Harry Potter books they're mine now 
Yes. And um, they have been mine since I finally read Harry Potter when I was like around 10 or 11. Um, and I still have that copy of Gulliver's Travels. I think it has some restoration work. So a bit of <laughs> tape covering the spine. Saving it. Um, yes. But we had to donate my famous five books and a lot of the other books I would read when I was younger, my sister would read because we moved houses when I was 12 mm -hmm. and it was like there was no point keeping these books when I wouldn't read them again mm, right right we had outgrown them by that point and we also didn't want to carry too much stuff so we thought to my mom thought to donate it to kids who would right. actually read them now yeah I hope they would read it <laughs> <laughs> me too so here many years of reading since your fun with Dick and Jane era do you have a favorite book or character um, I, I honestly don't know if I have one, like just the one, because I have read so many books that stood out for me over the years and every single book actually spoke to me in a different way and at different times it, it stood out because in my life and at that time, it, it would be the most significant one. But yeah. if I had to choose a favorite character... I think it would be Jane Austen's Elizabeth Bennet. She was simply ahead of her time. She was very strong as a character. She seemed subdued, but she was strong. I like her for that. She was a badass. Because yeah. I mean, was. at that time, just saying no to a marriage proposal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was something. And, yeah, and she, what I really liked about Elizabeth was that she knew what she deserved and she didn't settle for anything less exactly exactly yeah and i guess it's a lesson we could still read about now yeah right right that is true okay okay well so for me i've i've it's kind of the same there like i've read so many books that struck a particular chord that i can't place a single favorite book because if i started listing one favorite i'd have to include like 300 more and it's the same with characters. I get so emotionally attached to good books and their characters that I just, I can't pick one. Right, that's true. So, do you have a Desert Island book? Would you consider a Pride and Prejudice's one? So, that is such a hard question because I can't pick one book. Like, right. I need a never-ending library by the beach or something. But I want one of the books there in that library to be Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> that's true because I don't have one either but probably probably I would bring the bible with me if I was deserted in an island especially the large print versions because those books are thick so <laughs> you could use that you could use that as a pillow as well but if you know if for reading it has all you need to to have I mean that book has all genres in it it has your romance your action your ho horror your thriller history and it also has of course you have to yeah your spirit has to calm down when you're deserted <laughs> in an island and then again it is a pillow too so it works so yeah when you come out of the island you have like a career as a writer <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true now if there's one movie again based on a book that you could watch on repeat, what would that be? Okay, it would hands on be the 2005 Pride and Prejudice with Kira Knightley. Um, 
it is my comfort movie. Right. Yeah. Me too. Me too. So 2005, Pride and Prejudice with Keira Knightley. I'm so sorry for Colin Firth. He was a good Mr. Darcy, but 2005. <laughs> he was so awkward. I love Colin Firth and his Mr. Darcy, but it just the 2005 one is special. It's better. I think it's better. Especially the best bit that I really, really liked was, um, well, firstly, the rain scene and also them meeting yeah. at dawn. Yeah, and when Mr. Bennett was so happy after he gave Lizzie his approval. Yes, and also uh, the last bit at the end where um, Mr. Darcy said that he would call Lizzie Mrs. Darcy when he's really happy. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah, I think I heard that that was added at the end for yeah, American was audiences. It? I'm not oh. sure. Don't, don't, I'm not a reliable source for this. <laughs> But still, it's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. It was a nice moment between the two of them. It was a really good moment. Yeah, okay, I'm done praising um, Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> I think we've already praised that movie way too much. But yeah, yeah, do you have a best book? We should, yeah, we should leave Pride and Prejudice for like another another episode. But, another episode. Um, I think another adaptation I really love is called Juliet Naked. So the mm-hmm. title makes it sound really weird. Um, but it's a book and movie about a lady who's dating a man who is completely obsessed with a rock star. Yeah. And this rock star has been in hiatus for, I think, like 20 plus years. And oh. Yeah. And it's just really interesting because a woman starts an email conversation with this rock star. Right. Oh. Yeah. An email conversation. Yeah. That's- I also love books and movies where it's like emails and letters and all Ooh, that. Oh, yeah. What do you call this? My favorite, One of my favorite movies was You've Got Mail. And it's just... With Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Beautiful, beautiful. But yeah, for Juliet Naked, I think, I think I've seen that trailer, but way before because I just go on a trailer binge and I just forget about it. But I I haven't. On YouTube? Yeah, always, always, all the time. But yeah, I haven't read that book yet. And yeah, we should probably get to reading that one too since it seems pretty good. But for me, I think that the Lord of the Rings franchise has a really, really, really good adaptation. Like the cinematography was perfect, the visuals, the symbolism. The interpretation was really, really good. Now, it's really good because Peter Jackson knew the lore pretty well. And you could see it in the work that he has done. And it's and it's really, really good. Now, I heard that they were making um, an HBO show. And I'm already sweating buckets mm-hmm. just hearing the news. Because I mean, the movies were perfect. And I have watched it on repeat countless times. And, you know, touching something that perfect can actually be really, really risky. However, I do have one that I really disliked the most. And that's the Divergent series. I'm sorry, people do like it. I'm actually not sorry at all, but I always feel like it's missing something. I don't know what it's missing, but it is missing something. I think it's missing that oomph whatever that oomph might be yeah yeah it's a really good way to put it because I mean I watched the Divergent movies and it disappointed me so much compared to the books and I wasn't entirely sure what how to place that because it was definitely missing something and I mean I guess the fans agreed as well because there wasn't they didn't film the last movie yeah they they did film it yeah, but um, 
the last book was also really disappointing and that's also a story for another podcast (laughs) (laughs) my most disliked adaptation are the two Percy Jackson movies because they're just compared to the I can go off on a whole rant about why I don't like these movies (laughs) (laughs) they barely follow the books though which is why I'm really happy that they are remaking sorry they're making like a new tv show yeah that's what i heard yeah yeah like disney plus yeah and they're actually doing it with rick riordan good i think he's writing the script i hope so that's brilliant that's brilliant brilliant but yeah so many petitions for that oh my god i hope it all works out but you know well as you know like books and their movie adaptations there has to be a good um, relationship between the authors, the writers, script writers, directors, and, you know, of course, the producers. It has, something has to come out. So there has to be a good partnership. Otherwise, nothing good comes out. And, you know, as things do, it usually starts from somewhere. So how did we meet? <laughs> how did we meet? So I know that we met on the first day of class for this full-year course we were taking called Rise of the Novel. And I was running super late because I'm always late and you were sitting in the very back row. Yes, of course. And also, side note, it was pretty much a miracle that I was actually early for that class for the duration of the year because my body clock is usually off. At that time of night, it was a 6 p.m., 6 to 9 p.m. class. My worst body, time. yeah, it's the worst time and it was cold. My body's already sluggish, so I'm like dragging my feet to class. But yeah, I don't know how I did that, but yeah. <laughs> well, you did better than me because I lived a 10-minute walk away and, I'm all, and I was always late. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember yeah. there were a couple seats between you and the other person like on yeah. the table. Yeah. So I just like, squeezed myself through that weird long desk and I sat down next to you and I'm pretty sure I was out of breath. Yeah, those chairs were definitely not for sitting, especially not for a very long time. They slide off, your butt's like really, really tired. You're right. (laughs) Yeah, they're so uncomfortable. But we got to talking. I sold you a textbook. Yeah. And then we sat there all year making fun comments about the books you were reading and our prof. And it definitely helped that our prof was completely crazy and he read out 18th century erotica and showed us 18th century anti-catholic pornography prints yeah that was that was that was really weird there's no other way to put it it's just he's a weird kind of academic yeah it's a weird kind of academic it made it fun to some point and then you get weirded out at some point then you start laughing because you don't know where to place yourself but it was a weird class i would probably do it again (laughs) probably do it again (laughs) it was a weird sentiment yeah and then fast forward to the cancellation of classes because it's a pandemic brilliant amazing oh sarcasm just letting you know so i ended up listening to a lot of podcasts it became a new hobby of some sorts and then i realized as i scrolled through endless amount of podcasts that i was looking for something that i can't find at all I was actually looking for a podcast that talks about books and which is not necessarily addressed to academics because they have a whole different language that they use, but it's still addressing um, point and topics. So I guess I was looking for a podcast that um, talk about smart topics in a very casual conversation. Like we are English students. 
which means that we have sat, sat down in lecture for hours, hours, which also means that we have drooled in lecture for hours, you know, like, yeah, mouth open, it's just gaping wide, drooling. And then out of the blue, I asked you if you had any plans in life, because, you know, running joke for English majors, where <laughs> do you plan on taking this? And I sold her my plans for a podcast, and she said yes. And then we came together to talk about books, as if we're sitting in a coffee shop and just letting it rip in a non-farty way. Just, you know, it's talking, 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 talking. So we had that idea going, but we needed a name. And we had a couple of ideas, but it just went straight to the garbage bin. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that the first title we were thinking about was English Class for Losers. Yeah. But then we realized that maybe the audience would not like to be called losers. So you came up with this really amazing name, <laughs> Reader Undefined, because yeah. you had come up with it earlier for that blog you made. Yeah. I, I Yeah, I did. And then, yeah, the, the, those names, it was very, very snarky at first because I do have a really dark sense of humor and it's also borderline self-deprecating. So I found the... um the title English Class for Losers is very funny, but then again, the audience probably don't want to be called a loser, so that was gone. <laughs> so this is actually a quarantine baby. Well, more like your quarantine baby, and I'm like the stepmom or something. Yeah, you're the stepmom now. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I'm just here for my amazing charisma, I guess. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> so... I mean, for a quick recap, I mean, there is a pandemic and the world is like has kind of shut down and we're all trying to stay indoors to keep ourselves and other people safe. Well, mm-hmm. most of the world is. <laughs> most and, of the world. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is what we felt like during, during, doing during our time indoors. And I mean, I feel like I know what you're going to say, but... I also want to know for sure, like, what is your favorite quarantine activity right now? I mean, other than talking to me on this podcast, because, I mean, I recently got into cold brewing tea, so I just, like, add some tea leaves to a teapot, and then I pour some room temperature water in, I stick it in the fridge for six to 12 <laughs> hours, it tastes very good, it's very refreshing. So, that's actually not a bad idea, I do that too. I do that too, so I, I just brew it, and then I add pineapple juice to it. That sounds so good. Especially if it's green tea. Well, not really groundbreaking or anything different, but, well, my hobby, I tried to, I tried to learn a new language over the quarantine, and we'll see where that goes, because I don't know anyone. Pardon? What language is it? It was, um, it's Korean. I tried to learn Korean. We'll see where that goes. <laughs> we'll see where that goes. Yeah. So I thought you were going to mention sewing masks because that's a more useful quarantine activity than cold brewing tea. <laughs> that's true. I did that too. I actually, how can I forget about that? I did a lot of sewing masks. So they were um, reusable masks. I think at this time I made over 50, 50, more or less 50 masks and I gave them out to friends and family. I don't know how I could forget about that because my hands hurt, my back hurts, sewing a lot hurts, especially if you're not used to it. But yeah, 
I guess that will be my hidden superpower for this pandemic if it has been useful for people. <laughs> and speaking of which, speaking of superpowers, if you had one, what will it be? So I'd like to teleport to any place. Like, just imagine being able to go to any location by looking at its picture or its placement or an, on a map or just thinking about it and automatically being there. Like right. travel would be so cheap. I could just go to another country and then I wouldn't have to pay for a hotel because I just teleport back to my bed. And I also want to be able to bring people along with me so that mm. me and my friends can all enjoy cheap travel. I also feel like I wouldn't need a visa for that. I mean... I could just be gone if I'm being chased or something. In an instant, yeah. That's actually that's actually a very, very useful one. And you're the first person mm-hmm. I've ever heard say that their teleportation um, superpower could be transported with anyone else. Because like, usually I hear, I want to teleport, but it's just me. But you <laughs> could bring someone along. So kudos to you. As for me, <laughs> someone has told me that this is the nerdiest superpower they've ever heard. But... For me, I want to have the ability to learn a language by touch, not touching the person, like touching anything related to that language. So for example, like learning Korean, I could simply learn by touching imported boutique face masks. Like, you know, those Korean line of face masks, you touch it, you learn the language, you could read it. Or for example, Egyptian hieroglyphics, simply by going to the museum and touching, you know, those random walls. And it's like, It's like time traveling and teleportation at the same time, I think, probably. Also, <laughs> because it unlocks this whole um, world of knowledge that one could even like muster. Like imagine a world of knowledge that we have yet to figure out and it's still completely lost to us just because we can't understand the language that it was written in. Now, I think It might be sounding bad, but it's the closest thing to world domination. Like understanding how people think and you could see what you could do about that. I mean, it could be used mm-hmm. for bad or good. Yeah, I sound like a super villain, but <laughs> well, I'm a superpower. <laughs> well, knowing different languages really works out for Villanelle in Killing Eve. Oh, yeah. True, I should watch that. Yeah, yeah that it's would so be, good. That would be like, I'll look forward to it. <laughs> Okay, so last question. We named the podcast and the blog Reader Undefined. So what does it mean for you and what can people expect from it? Um, well, when I first came up with a name, I was thinking of writing on things that are not necessarily mainstream um, or, you know, common thought. I realized that I, like, I personally perceive things that are a little bit more conservative than what people think, or on the other side of the spectrum, a little bit more progressive than what is expected in our society. And then I also realized that the way that I'm writing or what I am writing is getting limited by what my instructors have presented to me. Because, you know, when you're writing, it's always like, stuck in a specific perspective and you somehow go along with it whether you like it or not even though they give you allowance to think outside of the box you still fall into the box because that's that's what you're disciplined in so I 
right? So I wanted to start a blog or a podcast that won't easily be defined by what society dictates or what is um, presently obvious. So I'm not saying that this blog or and this podcast will be completely unbiased because, you know, let's be real, we all have our biases. We have lived in a world in a certain way. And so we do see the world in a certain way. So this could be, it could be very, very political. It could be completely random and not political at all. It's just, yeah. But again, it's just finding a voice and an outlet undefined by societal regulation. And also, I'm an anthropologist by discipline, aside from being an English major. So I wanted to practice that. And I want to practice looking at a world in a lens that is not the norm. And I want to look at very minute details and um, let that explain how the world is and how the world could be. And just try to explain things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I kind of look at this as a way to open up conversations. Mm -hmm. So I always like to say that being an English major is kind of like being a detective because, I mean, you know, with less, I don't know, real life impact, you know, so Mm -hmm. um, you're presented a case, which is... um, like which is the book and then you have to go through this case to solve the mystery which is your analysis of this book Mm -hmm. or any other text so um what I find really interesting is that everyone's solution to the mystery is always really different and this depends on how they read the book Mm -hmm. yeah and Yeah, so what I like to do with this podcast and our accompanying blog is to talk about the books that we read every day in the way that people talk about classic books that belong in the canon, well, so-called canon of literature. So I want to make the detective work of reading and talking about the mystery that we uncover a normal and engaging task. And I I want us to share our ideas and thoughts and opinions on books with all of your readers and encourage you all to do the same with us yeah yeah i guess uh that's our plan that's (laughs) that's pretty much it that's pretty much what our plan is for everything that we're doing right now Mm. and yeah yeah i think we've talked about enough about ourselves (laughs) yep i think so too and um i guess uh that is it that is it for our first episode and -hmm. we'll be back with an actual book related one soon and as always you could listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, and google podcast and remember read on our blog and follow our instagram and yeah and remember we are your friendly neighborhood bookworms and this is reader undefined bye bye bye